one wild stress hive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you would feel stressed. I'm moving. I'm moving y'all across the street. Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in the box and leave. Yes. (laughs) I'm not moving. I never am moving again. I'm going to die in this house. They're going to take me out in a box. I like to make sure that I say that I will not die in this state, but I don't plan to leave anytime soon either. (laughs) Well, I think we're also both really tired because we had a big travel week last week Mm -hmm. um, and we decided we were going to do just a little recap here of um, how it was in New York. New York weekend recap. Uh, We're also playing with a slightly shorter episode. We want to know what y'all think about that. Um, so let us know, I'm trying to make it easier for you to digest and enjoy the pod. So yeah, New York. What was your top three favorite New York moments? Favorite things. Let's play favorite things. Okay. So I, obviously my number one favorite was getting to meet people from our shared audience, right? So I spent some time at Will and Folk, get to that, um, with the Queen City Yarns booth. And so many people came to say hi to me and it was just a real pleasure. And um, yeah, so that was number one. Number two was like, I'm just really a nerd to see what people are doing. Um, And so getting to see what people had knit, what people were wearing, you know, I I was a little nose sometimes. I was like, listen, I know you got something good under that raincoat. Get it out. I want to see it. What are you wearing? Show me your look. Come (laughs) under here and unzip, baby. Let's see it. Um, so just kind of getting to see what people were doing, um, was probably number two. Um, and number three, I think I will say was getting back in touch with source creative house and doing our photo shoot. Mm. Um, so you and I are getting ready for, um, the next collection, which will drop in January. And so the at least the first part of it will. Yeah. And so those were my three favorite things Did I leave anything for you. <laughs> Did I take them all? Um, <laughs> Well, can I be antisocial and say my favorite thing was the Indian restaurant because that mm-hmm. place is so good. It was I so lo- good. There are two restaurants in the town of Rhinebeck and we stayed right outside of the town. Um, and there are only really like two. Well, I think there are a few more, but there are two restaurants that have been there forever. And I have been to both before. Um, there's lots of yoga there. I've been there a bunch before for yoga and those restaurants are so good. So we went to Cinnamon, the Indian place, for dinner um, with all of our business buds, which was great. And Jen and I did go back for lunch before we left town the next day because I love that place. It's so the dessert there, amazing. So I do love me some good food. Um, and I, of course, really loved seeing everyone. Um, everyone from our shared community, people who wanted to talk to us about body of work. That was really meaningful to me. Um, just to like, remember that there are real people on the other side of the screen and that they actually care about this stuff and it's doing for people what we want it to do. You know, that is amazing. Um, seeing all of our friends, we have some wonderful, fiber business owning friends, partners who are yarn vendors and other designers, um, people from the fiber business collective. 
And I love that. See, I'm like the Pollyanna in case any of you guys don't know that this is my game that I make everyone play like three favorite things, but then I say like 20. So um, <laughs> all of the favorite things, getting a lot of reassurance on my next design that I'm like halfway through knitting and that usually I don't get to show anyone anything until it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to show everybody my design process, which is uh, have a great idea, be really excited about it and then like cast it on and like be caught in a mix of like toxic loathing and terror until it's finally finished and then uh, fall back in love with it again. So that is mm. your process. <laughs> it's coming right along. <laughs> yeah. I have a roller coaster kind of design process where I'm like super happy and excited and then terrified and upset and having to solve some major problem and then like feeling good again. And then just that over and over again, like realizing some math error and thinking that everything's wrong and I'm going to have to start all over and then talking myself down from that ledge like 12 times. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> one of my experiences this weekend was like, uh, I don't think people know that I live with like crippling insecurity. <laughs> right. Yeah. And kind of confronting that. Right. And being like, oh, everything is like, nobody wants this. This is terrible. Like, um, so yeah. So getting to share that process with supportive people was nourishing. <laughs> yeah. Jen and I both, if you've met us in person, I think we come off like we are really confident and have social skills but it feels to me like I am a thousand percent faking that. So <laughs> yeah. if, if anyone ever does meet me in person, I think most of the, the time the impression is like, fine. But if the impression is ever like, what's wrong with her? It's that I am just terribly awkward and don't know how to do anything like my fellow millennials that we're all, we're, in, we're internet people. <laughs> For internet people, you want me to do what in person? Ah, it's like. fine. <laughs> Can I hit like on this interaction? <laughs> I'm clicking the hearts on you. So yes, um, but luckily I feel like that's the antidote is meeting people in real life, right? Like talking to people, seeing what they've made, you know, when you're online, everything is so homogenous, right? It's just like, it's a little square and you scroll right by it, but having the chance to talk to somebody and to see something that they've put all this hard work into and really made it their own and um, their interpretations of it. And every time we choose a different yarn or a different color, it becomes something a little bit more special. That's for me, like where the rubber hits the road in this whole like knitting thing. Absolutely. And we do love our photographers at Source Creative House so much that we went back to them for a second collection. And even the best knitting photography, still knitting is just so impressive in real life, getting to see other people's versions of our designs or other designs and getting to actually admire your work feels great. And getting to share my work in person. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's true. And I really appreciate like having those moments with people that like maybe I know your Instagram name or maybe we've never even really met because not everyone is on the internet, right? Not everyone is on Instagram. There are That's a lot right. of knitters that, you know, maybe you guys watch the podcast or maybe not. And maybe we just know each other some other way. Um, so going to things in person feels like a chance to actually meet, you know, the reality 
of the knitting community. <laughs> yeah. What was the coolest knit you saw? Well, I really love that sweater that Sarah wears to festivals. She has a lovely one that Sarah, Sarah, um, Walworth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always say her last name is Wentworth, which I feel like is some feels I like monopoly or something. Why? She's just Sarah. The problem is it's like Jen says so a lot of Sarah's. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and shout out to getting the tech tip book, the knitting pattern design handbook. I believe Good job. it, um, we were able to pick it up a day, you know, a little bit early at the uh, Sheep and Wool Festival. And I am so excited that I finally have that book. Yeah, um, this book is such a good resource for anybody who's considering writing patterns professionally or even as a hobbyist to make them available to other humans. It's absolutely. A, it's something our industry has needed for a long time. Yes. And we will include a link to that because y'all in our audience will probably want this book for yourself since so many of you are really into fit and making your own mods. Um, so I love her crochet rainbow. It's like a rainbow yoke, but it's like a fancy shell stitch crochet mm-hmm. sweater. I've seen mm-hmm. that one before, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Um, I did see uh, Arrow walking around in, I, I think it was a cloud bow from one of the summer issues of Pom Pom, but I don't actually know. Really beautiful, um, like mesh, flowy, super femme top that is very much up my alley. And it looked like it was made in like a pastel neon lace. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a lot of, well, you know, the thing that I think I really liked about this year at these festivals was that there wasn't like one sweater that I was seeing over and over again. There were a lot of really beautiful sweaters um last year I went last year and I felt like things were really homogenous right we saw the same three sweaters and this year that was just not the case we saw a lot of different things and I love that for all of us so much um I did see a lot of big bobble energy I think that might have been pom-poms influence uh but I'm here for it lots of really big bold graphic textures lots of black and white I saw lots of black and white texture a lot Um, of black too mm -hmm. I saw I think is her name Megan Babel from Babin. Mm-hmm. Babin. Thank you. It might you. be Babin. Sorry, Meg. I think she said Babe. I'm I'm not sure. I loved meeting you in Hudson person. And, <laughs> and right. Meg is from Hudson and West and was wearing a gorgeous, like black textured mm-hmm. knit that was her design. Really lovely and really made me into this black yarn situation that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Black And we're tiptoeing around something here, right? It's just that we, most of these things we saw at Woolen Folk, right? And yeah. um, we know that you've all heard about how the event went. And um, we don't really have anything else to add, but, you know, I feel it feels like an elephant in the room to not address it. Yeah. Uh, so we've really decided we want to stay focused today in our kind of recap conversation on how things went with the people. Yeah. And we we'll just say that, you know, many of these vendors and stuff are our partners, and we support them and want the best for them and for the community and for everybody that's involved in any event. Um, so this podcast is airing like two and a half weeks later or something. But uh, yeah, if you want more information, the information is out there. Mm-hmm. And has it does not seem to be 
false information from what I'm seeing. <laughs> yes. Drives with but, reality. Yeah. But there were many parts of that, you know, Jen and I were both there for a large chunk of the day and um, I was able to basically like hide when it was the busiest because I am not a crowds person and was expecting to want to hide for part of it. Um, and then at the times that it was a bit quieter, I was so happy to get to see some of the folks that I've worked with before that I still work with, um, who I really appreciate. So, yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. So what did we do? We did a photo shoot. It was super fun. We Mm -hmm. went to Woolen Folk. It was wet. Um, (laughs) it was wet and muddy. (laughs) Saturday off and... Yeah, I feel like we've unlocked the secret Dakota ring for New York events, which is just to go on Sunday to mm-hmm. ride back. Don't bother with Saturday. It's too much. Sunday was extremely chill compared to last year, especially early. Like we got there very early and it was blue skies and like yeah. quiet. So quiet. Would do again. Oh, I forgot one of my very favorite things was that I got to pet the Paco Vicuña. <sighs> yes. So I've always wanted to pet Paco Vicuña. It's pretty girl yarn for sure, which is how I describe the yarn that I'm interested in. If you don't know, Vicuña are an animal that is not an alpaca, but that is very, very closely related to an alpaca. That's more like a wild version that live at high altitudes. So it's harder to farm them. They have the softest light years beyond the babiest Surrey alpaca beyond it's a literal cloud yeah it's it's like kittens for a princess for a princess you would knit with this yarn like if queen elizabeth were still alive and i ever were meeting her i would knit her some tiny vicuña alpaca gloves for a billion dollars but so I've, I've listened to like podcasts about Paco Vicuña yarn and I've just always wanted to meet it. It is not within my budget and it is not garment yarn, TBH. Oh, no. No. It would fall apart. I felt like there should be an admission price just to touch it based on how much it costs. I felt guilty to touch it knowing I was not going to buy. Not, not going to buy. It is not overpriced. It is an extremely rare fiber, but it is like $160 for like one ounce, like a hundred yards or something like a quarter. Ounce. It's like the most expensive drug I've ever met. Right. It's drug. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was a delight to get to like go into their booth and walk around and go into a bunch of booths at Sheep and Wool. Yeah. Sunday morning no line for any of the food, just a nice chill time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to start their Sunday with like an energy drink and a plate of French fries covered in cheese, like breakfast of champions, y'all. Like, <laughs> I got a long day coming. Yes. We were Get being it. offended suburbanites in this rural town <laughs> being like, well, if they won't open a coffee shop before 11, they should at least let a Starbucks live, move in Why? here. One or the other, either open the coffee shops for the people <laughs> or let Bezos or somebody do it. Uh, <laughs> can I, yes, get some coffee. Um, 
I thought we saw one of the things that I've seen that I think is exciting is we're seeing lots more breed specific yarns. We're seeing mm-hmm. lots more non-superwash yarns and we're seeing lots more naturally dyed yarns, right? Like I feel like that used to be very rare. Um, you know, I'm um, used to people being like, oh, but these colors are so bright. How can they be non-superwash? So I feel like we're finally like beginning to break down those myths that non-superwash yarns are dull. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that there's lots of really great um, diversification happening in fibers, in patterns um, across the board. So that's what's kind of my big takeaway is that there's we're increasingly seeing places for everybody to find what they're looking for, even in more, I don't want to say mainstream. I don't think that, you know, driving to New York to go shopping for yarn is mainstream, but main knitting stream, more available, less weight lines, less. Yeah. More available. And a lot of these brands now are online. Um, And that's, you know, if you don't know, one of the distinctions that like sheep and wool is really only New York based companies and smaller companies. So these other festivals that happen in the area, are companies that are coming in from other places. Um, but there were lots of breed specific yarns at all of those places. Our friend Jules has a really cool breed specific sweater that she made recently. We got to see in person and we're going to be sharing more about that with you in the future in some way, because it was yeah. really cool. Project. We know y'all are a curious bunch and an, an exploratory bunch. So we think that you're really going to love to see the sweater when it's ready. Mm-hmm. So we'll be sharing some of that. Yeah. And I do think that's a very, you know, this is the first time I've been to these festivals, to any of them really. And this is the first year I'm really going to all of these big knitting events um, because I'm just the type of person that like, I'm not going to invest in all of the money for hobbies and then I turn them into a career and then I'm willing to go do the things that I've always wanted to do. (laughs) Makes total sense. Now's um, the time. But I do think that, like, compared to what I've seen even in, like, local yarn stores, whatever, over the many, many years I've been a knitter, that, yeah, breed-specific stuff, things that are not just merino, non-superwash, really is having a moment, and botanically dyed. And it's exciting, because these are beautiful. Um, I love botanical dyes. I like walking around and being like, that's matter. That one's black. <laughs> yeah, you do I seen it um but it is really nice to have the opportunity to shop that kind of brand although Jen and I both weren't really weren't really shopping on this trip but we were investigating and putting ideas together so yeah yeah I think that's that's the update you know let's talk about what's next <laughs> What's next for us? What's next for life? Yeah. What's well, our knit along is wrapping up. So if you have been wanting to participate, participate in some of the prompts. We still have at least one prize to give away. Um, the next time we film a podcast, I'll be in my new office. I hope my sound is better there. So it'll be more of an office. Right now, my sound is like my dog being mad. She's in the other room if y'all hear her. I finished my my knit along project. Did you? Pluses. Texture pluses was my knit along project. Oh, that's right. So I don't think I actually started mine. It's been like that. (laughs) You know, I I mean, I grappled with all over color work um, because it was my first time doing it. 
I was glad I did it. I really love that sample, but I knew, okay, so what happened was I went to Heidi, Simple Hill Farm. I went to her shop in her on her farm and fell in love with this peachy apricot clay color um, and bought impulse bought sweater quantity of it being like, I don't know, I'll just knit something from this um, like one does. And then the thing I wanted to knit from it was like a knit pearl texture pluses, right? Like at first I thought, oh, I'll just do this in stockinette and then duplicate stitch on it. But I couldn't do it. I got like six rows into the body and I was like, this needs to be a Gansy. So um, my plan is to take that sweater, um, pop in my gauge into all the stitch counts that I used, you know, because it's a knit pearl texture, the rows are shorter. So I had to add a few rows. So I'll, I'll write up a little like mods section and mm -hmm. add it to pluses as an addendum the same way I did for the neckline for classic LBD. So that if you are not a color work knitter or, you know, I'm hearing from people that DK weight color work is a little too heavy for many of my knitters. Um, so that'll give like a nice airy lofty single DK weight um, alternative for folks who want that perfect fitting bottom up seamless round raglan. Yeah, and it's lovely. I am hoping to make one for myself. Love. It's pretty dreamy. <laughs> I did finish my birthday dress, which was part of the knit along go. goals. And yeah. I'm going to be sharing um, that online and doing a little blog post about how I took my Alice T pattern and turned it, turned it into a really great kind of form fitting, um, but comfy t-shirt dress. So looking forward to that. I added the length so that it's not a, um, an inappropriate dress. <laughs> yeah. And I'm starting if this is airing on November 1st. So I believe this is airing the day I'm starting my next test, my next UX test for my ballet wrap sweater as of right it's now. So pretty. Thank you. As of right now, I haven't made that call public, but by the time this episode is airing, it will be public. And if any of y'all are interested in applying for that, I imagine I would still take people on the first or the second, but I don't actually know if I'll have spaces available in the common sizes at that time. Probably not. Um, yeah. So anyway, you can check that out though, because you would be welcome if you are interested in hopping in there. That's the last piece for our athleisure collection. And that's what mm -hmm. we just did photography for. Um, and that's a really exciting group of patterns uh, that we're sharing. But in the meantime, yeah, we're designing spring and fall kind of at the same time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Great. So I think other than that, the only thing that we should tell people is that we are going to be combining more things. So if you're already mm -hmm. on one of our newsletters in the coming weeks, you'll begin getting just one newsletter from both of us. Um, and you'll be shopping for our patterns or looking for our blogs on a single website too. So um, we're going to be doing a lot of communication about that. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, more Smish Smash is coming. It is coming. It's not here quite yet. The email newsletter combination will be the first thing that we roll out probably soon. Um, and our pattern shops will be combined before the end of the year. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'll be an easier way for you to see all of the things that we have to offer. And um, I think 
like people are often asking one or each of us if we know of a pattern that would be good for fit or easy to modify. And this way you'll just be able to see our whole back library in one place. And then still, if, if there's a pattern that you're looking for outside of that, we can, uh, we can recommend, but I feel like a lot of times we're recommending each other back and forth, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Ha. Ah. Do it again soon. Do it again soon. Well, and we want to hear from all of y'all, of course, if you were in New York, how was it? I wish that I had seen some of you that I didn't get to see. Um, and if you did get to see us, please say hi. And um, yeah, what are you all looking forward to this coming season? Yeah, here's an idea. Um, for our next episode, tell us if you think we should do fit grab bag. And if so, what would you like us to answer? Or like a designer question, right? So if you're a designer and you have a question or you'd like to hear more about the design process or a certain element of it, let us know that and put it in the comments. So yeah, let us know what you want us to discourse about. I love that. Fit grab bag or designer insider info. <laughs> I'm Talk just waiting soon. for like half of our best UX knitters to become designers. I know. So I feel like we have a bunch of people just on the cusp. No, they like they like knitting. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. Talk to you soon. We'll talk to Happy you all soon. Bye.